Welcome to podcast number 122 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with miracles. The only real miracle is a miracle that comes from God. A lot of people use the word miracle in ways that describes something minor or even insignificant. They might talk about the taste of a certain meal is a miracle, or they might talk about a baseball being hit over a fence in a baseball game being a miracle home run. And we all know that's not exactly what miracle stands for. God has a plan for miracles in our life. He wants us to experience miracles. The fact that we are alive today is a miracle. The fact that he created us from nothing is another miracle. And if we think about miracles, we have to think about where miracles came from. So before we do that, let's pray and ask for God's wisdom and direction. Heavenly Father, I ask you now to take control of this podcast. Now, I've done a lot of preparation and work and scriptures and read things and got prepared for this, but Lord, none of that will be of value or will hit the mark, Lord, unless the Holy Spirit enters in. So I invite the Holy Spirit now to take over and take control of this podcast. Help me to bring forth what I should bring. And those that are listening in today, I pray that you would bless them to receive what they need for their life. Once again, I thank you, God, for this great opportunity we have to come directly to you, seek your guidance and direction. And I pray your anointing would come down in a very special way for us to truly understand what a miracle is and how we can receive them in our life. For I ask these things, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In prior podcasts, I've given you my definition of a miracle. So let's start with that today. An event that is contrary to natural or scientific laws, something connected to divine activity. What that's basically doing is giving God all the glory and all the honor and all the credit for any miracle that takes place because it must be a divine intervention for a miracle to take place. Now, I want you to understand that I believe in great miracles and smaller miracles and big miracles and all that, but a miracle is a miracle, period. It comes from God and it's divine. So let's look at the source of where all this came from, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about something I call the grand or greatest miracle. We find it in the book of Genesis, starting right at the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, I believe this is the greatest miracle. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Look at this, a series of miracles. Then it says in verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And then it says, God saw that light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. Then God said in verse 6, Let there be space between the waters. So he separated the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. Verse 7, And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of earth. In verse 8, it says, God called the space sky. And then it goes on to say that God created the waters beneath the sky. And it goes on and on, talking about the great, great miracles of God's creation. If I was to continue reading in the book of Genesis, we would see where God created man and God created woman. And then he created us in his own image. So therefore, God put this package together. When he did, he saw earth and heaven and the animals and everything. He said, this is good. And when he looked at man and woman on earth, he knew that was good and that was great. And that's where we come in. Because the greatest thing that can happen to us is, first of all, to be created of God, then to receive the miracle of salvation. There's no greater thing that can take place in our lives than the miracle of salvation, knowing that we're born of the Spirit of God and we give our life to Jesus Christ. If you've not done that, I encourage you, even right now, you could just simply say, Father, I'm 
I need a Savior. The Bible tells if I tells me that if I would ask God, He would forgive me. And so I ask you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. I know that was quick, but in reality, that, that's all it really takes is just a sincere time to commit your life to Christ and believe that He is your Lord and Savior. And that is the greatest miracle that we will ever experience in our life here on earth. Next to the creation of earth, I believe one of the greatest miracles is the incarnation of Christ. When he became embodied in the flesh as a deity, he was both God and man, and he came to earth and was sent by God to free the earth of sin and free man, that he doesn't have to be under the law that he couldn't, that man couldn't live up to anyways, the old laws of the Old Testament. But when Jesus came, we received an opportunity through the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. That opportunity gave us the miracle of the forgiveness of our sins and the miracle of life everlasting with Jesus Christ. So now we've got the heavyweight miracles, I call them, the ones that started to create all of this and create the universe and create this earth that we live on and the bodies that we live in. We've got to understand that that foundation of those miracles is what established our right to receive the miracles that God has intended for those who follow him and commit their life to Christ. Because I believe that that people who see Jesus as just a good teacher or a nice guy or a wonderful person, they won't understand and they will not realize the power in the miracle stories that we read about in the Word of God. But anyone who looks to the Scriptures, to the Word of God, and believes in the testimonies of Jesus being the Messiah, and that God the Son incarnate in human flesh, now listen to that, will focus on the meanings of miracles. That's where we got to build our foundation on Christ. We cannot allow ourselves to think that they're just some wonderful event that just kind of came out of nowhere. No, they're not. They're ordained of God. They're created by God. And God wants us to live and experience miracles in our life. He wants us to pray for the sick and that they'll be raised up and their miracle can take place. I know that. I believe that because I've seen it when I've prayed for people. I've seen it when I've had my own challenges and battles in life, when I've had diseases that were, I was told were, were going to take my life and God performed a miracle. And the fact that I'm on this podcast today is a miracle because over six years ago, the doctor told me that I only had 60 days to live because of multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer. There's no cure, they say, for that. But I looked at the doctor when he said that and I said, so you're trying to scare me with heaven. And the reason I said that was because I believed in a miracle working God. If we believe in the miracles of creation, the miracles of incarnation, the miracles of Jesus Christ coming here to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us. The miracle of the Holy Spirit who's here to help us to walk through life. If we've got those fundamental tenets of our faith down and we believe in that, then we can move forward now to pray for others to receive their miracles, to see other miracles take place in our life, whether those miracles would be in the area of our finances. Yeah, that's an area that God can do miracles. We saw it in our church. I can remember when our church first started, we didn't have any big money in our in our hands. No one was giving us a lot of money to do things. There were people who promised to give us money, but when we started, we didn't have a big bankroll. We basically just started with a few people. We called people that we knew that didn't go to church. We called people who weren't Christians. We invited them to our church and they started getting saved. They started giving their life to Jesus Christ. And it's amazing how God brought that miracle to life in our church then. And every single week for all the years that we pastored, there were miracles of salvation and receiving eternal life that took 
took place in that building through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That to me is the greatest thing that the church can do is to reach out and lead people to Jesus. I believe that's our number one calling is to be sure that people in our church are receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Then we go into our communities and we share the gospel message of salvation through accepting Jesus Christ. And that's the great miracle that we want to we want to share with everyone. We, the church is responsible for that. And I know a lot of churches don't do that anymore. They don't practice that in their services. They don't believe many times that miracles can take place at a church service instantly. But I can tell you, they do and they can. It's how I came to Christ. That's how my wife came to Christ. That's our our entire family come to, came to know Jesus through the miracle of salvation being taught at a local church. And it stuck and it took place. And then we got into the Word of God. We started reading it. We started studying it. We became disciples then, followers of Christ. And that's when that miracle became so real and alive in our heart is when we knew that we knew that we knew that Jesus Christ was our Lord and Savior. We knew that we were promised heaven. And we knew that we would then serve eternity in heaven with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to have to get off of that right now. You can tell I truly believe in that. So I'm going to move forward now and get into some of the more specifics in the Bible about the power of miracles that can take place in your life. Now, as a pastor, and let's say I was preaching before my congregation, which I did 20 years, this would be the time when I'd say, oh, everybody out there, I'd just like to have you raise your hands and let me know how many out there want to receive miracles or how many people want to believe greater and greater miracles are going to take place in your life. And I'd ask them to raise their hands. Well, being on a podcast, I guess I could ask you to do the same thing. How many out there are desirous of knowing that they can see miracles take place in their life? And in the lives of those that they pray for and the lives of those that they love. So if that's how you believe and that's how you feel, you're going to enjoy this series on miracles and you're going to enjoy today's podcast that I called How to Have Greater Faith for Miracles. Wow, I'm getting excited. So now let's move on into God's Word. I'm going to read a passage of scripture here found in the book of Hebrews. We'll be getting into a number of scriptures in Hebrews. I always read out of the New Living Translation on these podcasts. So I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 9, and it really has to do with perseverance through prayer, perseverance for believing in miracles, perseverance to stay in there and hang in there and trust that God's going to do something great. So here I am reading from Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Now, what he's talking about here is in the old days before Christ came, and remember the, the temple that they had, there was a drape between the holy of holies and where the people had to stay away from other than the high priest. And when Jesus was crucified and then resurrected, when on the resurrection morning, when that took place, the it says in the Bible that the, the drapery that kept people from the holy of holies was torn in half, was ripped apart, fell apart, and opened up our ability to go directly into the holy of holies, directly into God. That, that's not talking about an actual church that you can go into. What it's talking about is when you pray, you've got to believe that you're entering into what I like to call the courts of heaven, the, the throne room of God. It's where you can go in, as the Old Testament referred to, the holy of holies, be next to God. Let me read that again to you now that I explained that. It says, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. 
And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. See, we got to go into prayer. We've got to believe when we go into prayer that God's going to answer it. Matter of fact, when people come up for prayer, a lot of times I'll be up front at the altar. We do that in almost every service. And we invite people to come down to receive Jesus Christ. We also invite them to come down for prayer and needs that they have. And sometimes they'll come down and they'll walk up to me and they'll say something like, well, I, I just, I hope that God can help me or I, I need this or whatever. And they have a sickness or whatever. And I'll tell them, well, look, let's, let's first make sure that we believe. Do you believe that God is able to heal you? And they'll say, well, yeah, I hope so. All right, think so. I said, well, let me chat with you just a second. When we go to God, I want you to go in there boldly before God and believe that God is able, that there's nothing too difficult for God. Sometimes I have to give a little 15-second mini-sermon to help people understand that when you pray, you should go in believing and trusting that God is going to bring forth that miracle that you're going there looking for. So it says, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. I'm going to drop down to verse 23 now in chapter 10. It says here, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. It says, hang on to it tightly. Don't, don't waver. Don't doubt. Don't question. Don't fear. The Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing and never to doubt and that we should trust the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, in all our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our paths, which means he'll answer prayer and he'll give us guidance and direction. The Bible also tells us that we should never be worried when we when we ask something from God or be anxious about anything. The Bible says not to be anxious for nothing, but everything through our prayers and petitions with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding, it says, will guard our hearts and guard our minds in Christ Jesus. Now I spend a little time on that because I want you to understand we've got to go in there with confidence confidence, strong, believing, not arrogant, not pushy, not telling God what he's going to do, but go in there in confidence that God is able. Matter of fact, the Bible also says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think of according to the power that's in us. That's the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells in believers' hearts. Now that we've read that, that scripture, I believe, is a foundation that we need to work from. I kind of laid a foundation here of miracles took place from the beginning of time. The foundation I laid was God created the heaven and earth, then he created man, he created woman, and then he brought Jesus to earth, and then the miracle of incarnation, where Jesus became fully God, fully man, came to earth and walked on this earth. So those great miracles, we now believe, we understand them. I've taught on those today. And then you understand the miracle of your salvation. Once we have all that solid in our heart, then we've also learned now to persevere, to basically hang in there and don't give up on God. And then come to Jesus boldly. Come directly to the throne of grace. Go into that holy of holies. We've learned that today, that we can now move forward with trust believing. We're not wavering. We're trusting God. We know with a sincere heart that God is able and that he is going to meet the miracle that I need in my life in the lives of those that you're praying for. I believe that now in Jesus' name. Now I think we're ready to move into Hebrews chapter 11. This is called the Great Examples of Faith. And it's a 
very powerful, an amazingly powerful chapter in the Word of God. I remember preaching on this a number of times when I pastored my church and also when I taught Sunday school years before that. But let's get into that and read a few verses and let's see how the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us as we get into a better understanding of how faith and miracles work together. And they do, and I promise you that. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one says this in the New Living Translation. Faith is the confidence. Now let's stop right there. When you have faith, are you confident? Then you got to put your confidence in your faith and trust in God, not in you as an individual, not in your flesh, not in what you can do or what you can't do or what your limits are or what your finances are or how you live or where you live or what you eat or don't eat. You need to put your faith in God. Faith is the confidence. The important thing is that when we pray, we got to have faith and we got to have confidence and trust that God's going to do something. Amen? All right, so faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Now, look at that. We need to pause right there. When we pray, do you pray and believe that something is actually going to happen? Now, many of you will answer, absolutely, I do, I do, I do, but it doesn't always happen. Well, we serve a sovereign God. God has the ability to say yes or no or not now, or whatever it might be. So we've got to understand that. But that should never change our desire and our confidence in the hope that things we're praying for actually happen. When I mentioned earlier, I started to talk about how when I have people come forward and I want to pray for them, I'm basically telling them to believe in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And go on, it goes on from here. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So think about that. Think about that. Jesus said, blessed are those who haven't seen me, but yet they believe. I believe blessed are those who can see answers to prayer, even though they've not seen them. Now, I'm sure all of you at one time or another have prayed about something and believed it was going to happen, and it did happen. And I'm sure that other times you've prayed and it didn't happen. So we want to in this teaching, we want to help you understand how to have more powerful prayers and enter into your prayer life and believing in miracles with confidence and believing it will happen. It's going to come to pass and that it gives us assurance of things that we cannot see. When I was diagnosed, and I'm sorry to use myself again as an example, but it's easiest to talk about me than anyone else because I kind of know myself, I think, and I know what I've gone through. And I have been diagnosed several times with with life-ending diagnosis that said, you're probably not going to make it. You may only live six months. One said, you're only going to live a couple years. Another time, it was just a few months. And so those things I've seen, I've heard, but I can't allow that to enter into my heart. We shouldn't receive those diagnoses. We shouldn't just say, well, okay, well, I guess I'm going to die in six months. I guess that's it. I ought to get my stuff together and get my act together because I've only got six months to live. We should reject that and just say, no, I don't believe that. I'm not accepting that. I'm not going to let that into my heart. I'm not going to let that into my mind. I don't want it into my thought life. I don't want me to start believing in the fact that I can't be healed or that I can't get a breakthrough in my finances or that my marriage cannot be restored or that my children cannot come to God. You see, all those are things, those are roadblocks that rob us of our miracle. I believe I've taught many years on the topic of roadblocks, things that block us from believing. There's a lot of folks that you're driving down the road and the road's under construction and you'll see a block sign that said road closed or road blocked or something and they'll send you in a different direction. Those roadblocks keep you from going through to your goal. It applies in our own life. It applies to us when we have a need, when we have a sickness in our body. We cannot let that be a roadblock to keep us 
from having confidence in our faith and believing that we're going to be healed. Or that if we're having a financial problem, a lot of folks, since my years in banking, I put 15 years in banking. And during that time, I had a lot of people would come to me and they would say things like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to file bankruptcy and there's really no hope for anything. And I don't think there's any other option or choice. And even then I would sit and talk to them. I wasn't a pastor in those days, but I would sit with them. I'd say, well, wait a minute, let's take a look at where you are. Let's see where you are financially. Let's see what needs to be done to get you out of the situation. Let's see what you have to offer, what your company is doing, and what changes might need to be made in order to believe that something can turn around. And I can remember in those days, and I wasn't obviously preaching a sermon to them, but people would start, their eyes would start to open up and their smile would come on their face and they'd lean a little bit closer to me because they were hearing me speak of hope and of faith and of confidence and believing that things can happen and these things can turn around and that don't look at it that it's gloom and doom and there's no way in the world anything good ever happen out of this thing. You got to dismiss that. You got to take authority of that in the name of Jesus and say, I'm not accepting that in my life. I'm going to move on. Now, let's read on. In verse number three of chapter 11, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Now, we talked a lot about that in the early part of this podcast. And I talked that to you about creation and how it's the greatest miracle. So if you believe in that, your faith is already stronger than you think it might be. Now on prior podcasts, I've did an entire series on faith and I and I know recently I've talked about a measure of faith and it's crucial that you understand that you have faith that every one of us who receives Jesus Christ as Lord and our Savior. Every one of us are given a measure of faith. That's a portion of faith, a certain amount of faith to believe. And you expand your faith when you start believing in creation. You expand your faith when you believe in incarnation. You expand your faith when you believe in the Word of God and trust in it. You expand your faith when you believe in prayer and you actively pray and seek God for wisdom. You expand your faith, I believe, when you, what I call, you pray the scriptures. You see, I I love praying the scriptures. I've taught about that in the past, but let me just share something and give you an example of what, what I mean when I talk about praying the scriptures. When you pray it, you're you're applying it to your own life. So let's go back and read just a couple of verses in Hebrews chapter 11, and let's now pray the scriptures in our prayer time. I, I start off like this. Father, I believe that, that Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is for me. Faith, that means my faith, is the confidence. Lord, I have confidence because of what I'm reading here that what we hope for, Lord, what I'm hoping for will actually happen. Lord, I receive that. That's mine. I claim that, that faith is the confidence of that which we hope for will actually happen. And then it goes on to say, it gives us assurance. And I'll say, Lord, I believe that that scripture will give, gives me, me, David Friend, will give me assurance about things that I cannot see. And it says, through faith, the days of old, people earn good reputations. Well, Father, I believe that through faith, I'm going to earn good reputation. And that's in verse two. In verse three, it says, by faith, I'll say, Lord, by faith, I understand where it says we understand. I say, I, David, I understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. You see, when we start applying the scriptures that it's me, it applies to me. I sometimes think God wrote that for me. I'm going to ask you a question. How many people out there, when you read the scriptures, you think, Lord, that was exactly for me. What I needed most, what I needed to have. See, that's what Word of God, the Word of God does. It pierces the heart. It goes into the inner person and helps them and strengthens them. Sometimes it convicts us of sin in our life. Other times it builds us up that we can be more than conquerors. Other times it gives us instruction. So our faith will grow and our belief in miracles will increase when we grow in our faith to believe that the Word of God is real and powerful and will accomplish 
what God intended to accomplish. God's word will not return to him void. It will do what it's sent to do. We got to receive that. So we grow from that. So these these are steps that we take when we are pursuing miracles in our life. We've got to believe that. So I'm going to go back to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read a couple other verses and then I'll have to wrap this particular podcast up. It says in verse 4, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Now, here we go. God's giving examples now of faith. Now, I won't read them all because there's a lot of them, but in upcoming podcasts, I'm going to stay in Hebrews 11 for a little bit because there's some scripture in here that'll help us believe that we can see miracles in our life. It said here, Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. You see, we've got to read these and look at these items of faith of great people, men and women of God, and believe that it's going to build our faith. It's going to believe our confidence in God. It's going to believe our, it's going to strengthen, I should say, our hope and things that we're praying for will actually happen. They're going to happen. They're going to come to to us through our faith, through our confidence, through our trust in God, through our belief that what we're praying for is going to happen. So let me let me wrap this up now by just praying for you and believing that God's going to give you that inner strength, that belief, and that power to start moving forward in your endeavor and to learn how to receive greater faith for miracles. You believe it by getting the Word of God in you, by getting prayer in your life, by attending services where they preach faith and they believe in the Word of God and they're not doubting God or questioning God, to pray with people who believe in prayer and believe that when they pray, God hears it. And when God hears it, He's going to do something about it. So let me pray for you right now. And I believe God's going to do something special in your life. So receive this prayer now. And I believe I believe something special is going to happen in your life. Father, I believe for my brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening to this podcast today, and I believe that they're going to receive a greater portion of faith, Lord. You gave each every one of us a measure of faith. And now, Lord, I believe and pray for a greater level of faith in all those who are listening in today, tuned in to hear this podcast, Father, to understand how faith can bring forth miracles. And Father, I pray that they will, will receive this scripture in Hebrews 11, and they'll receive a confidence that faith is for them, Lord, and what they pray about and the, the hopes that they have. Father, I pray that it will really happen in their life and they'll believe that God. And I believe that they'll get assurance about things that they can't see, that they'll believe for things that haven't happened and they will happen. And I believe even right now, you are giving them confidence, Father, to believe for physical healings. You're going to give them confidence, Father, to believe, Father, for financial breakthroughs, Lord, for belief, Father, that their marriages will be restored or their good marriages will even get better, Father, that they'll believe for wayward children, Lord, that they'll come to the Lord, come back to the Lord, that if they have a business need, Lord, that you'll help them to be able to experience a successful business and they'll have confidence in you, Lord, in their business. Not confidence just in themselves, not confidence in in some book that they've read, but confidence in you, Lord, in that their faith in you will grow, Father, that they'll be able to receive the miracle that they need in all these areas and any other areas of their life where they have a need. I call it forth. We can't see it right now, but I believe for things that are not as though they are. I believe it and I receive it for them right now in the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 
Wow. I hope you received that. That's why I prayed it. I wanted you to receive it and understand that your faith can grow and will grow when you take these steps. So I would like to encourage you, if you're interested in hearing more about the teachings that I've had on faith and teachings that I've had in other areas, you can go to my webpage entitled davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you go there, you'll see that I've written some books and you may find one particularly interesting, one entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book on faith. Absolutely. It's a book basically based on the teachings of the Apostle Paul when he talked about Abraham and Sarah when they had no hope for having a child. God not only gave them hope, but they got their miracle. You see, they believed in their miracle. Abraham would not give up. He believed. He See, he believed even though it hadn't been written yet. He believed what it says in Hebrews. It was years later, many years, thousands of years later, that these words that were written in the book of Hebrews came forth about, about having confidence in God and believing it'll happen and that seeing things that he couldn't. I believe that Abraham... I really do. I believe when Abraham believed that they were going to have children, that he could actually see that child in his hands, that, that he could see that little boy that he could hug to his chest, and that and that Sarah could believe that she could nurse that baby, and that she could love that baby and care for that baby. And they believed, especially Abraham, believed that God would make them the parents of many nations. That's faith, and that's what we need to have. And so maybe you'll get that out of that book. It's maybe something that'll bless you. In addition to that, if you are in interested in in more of the podcasts that I've written and all the topics we've talked about, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because I mention that because there's a lot of teaching that I've given. There's literally, there's 122 episodes now in this teaching of a little over a year. And we've talked about subjects like faith, subjects of finances, subjects of of being blessed financially, uh, how to get out of debt. I wrote a book on that, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. As a matter of fact, we've got podcasts that'll help you understand what generosity is all about and how you can be blessed by being generous just with your, your time and your finances, but the time that you have and the skills and the talents that you have. So those are all things I hope that'll be a blessing to you. So with that, I believe this has been a a good message, a good time for us to draw our faith. I know that my faith has increased just by teaching this. My faith has increased just because I read the word and claimed it. That was my promise for me. My faith has increased and I can believe greater for greater miracles now just because I opened up the word and I prayed with you and I prayed for the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in this podcast today. So we're going to continue on in this series and the next podcast will be entitled, unless the Holy Spirit changes it. For now, the next podcast will be called, How Can Faith See the Miracle in Advance? And we're going to get into some other scriptures and talk about that and talk about how we can actually experience the miracle before it happens. As a young man, I used to want a fancy car, sports car. So I would close my eyes and imagine that whatever I was driving, and usually it was a a family car, a four-door sedan of some kind, old and beat up, but I would kind of imagine after I not only close my eyes when I was sitting in the driveway or parked at a light, not while I was driving, but I would close my eyes while I was sitting in that car in the garage or in the parking lot or something and just kind of wonder what it'd be like to drive a sports car, something that was fun and beautiful and sporty and would be just a real joy to, to drive. And I'd open up my eyes and I'd see what I was in and I did not allow what I was in to rob me from the joy of what I was going to get. So you can tell I'm excited about the next lesson. I pray that you'll tune in for it and that you'll be blessed. So I just have a little closing here, a little something I have to say to you before we wrap up this podcast. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive your miracles.